TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Day two of the Will Marotti return, and uh, great to be with you this morning. Great to be with you yesterday. Matt Sorois at the master control panel, taking care of everything, make sure we're on the right track, and shows uh, on time and, and current, and uh, we're doing all things we're supposed to do. You know, I, I don't know, but sometimes you just have to feel bad for people. And uh, I, I I don't know how I can say this, but I, I feel bad for the Lamont administration. It's just like... If there's a way to, to, to drop the ball, they, I mean, they just seem to find a way to do it. And uh, whether it's masks or, or test kits, uh, it, it's difficult to see how, how they can just not get it right. But they, they're, they find a way. They find a way to do it. Uh, and, and joining us now, I, I'm very happy to say, is uh, for the first time, my first political guest of the new year. And uh, my first uh, political guest uh, of, of the reconstituted show, uh, state representative, Republican House leader, proudly serving uh, parts of Wallingford, my town, Wallingford, Durham, uh, North Brantford, and, uh, and Guilford. Uh, we want to welcome Vince Candelaro. Vince, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for, um, for having me. I'm honored, and congratulations on your return. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, um, I, I don't know if you can share my my sense of sympathy. I mean, I just I just feel bad when people just do things so badly. This mask rollout thing was just atrocious, and then we find out from the story, apparently from Dan Har, the the masks that showed up weren't even the ones that were supposed to show up, and they they have a, a an odd uh, point of origination. What, what's your take on on you know? I know he's got good polling numbers, but. What's your take on the governor's handling of, of the COVID issue recently? You know, I, I think that he's been checked out for a long time. Uh, you know, I think that he there's no driver at the wheel, and, and this is just evidence of that. It It isn't just the test kits. If we look at the way they've handled our schools, yeah. and they just continue to sort of uh, come out with these press conferences that don't have a lot of substance, but is constantly patting himself on the back, and then people are left to clean up his messes. So... We have schools right now that are struggling that have turned into the Wild West, and Mm -hmm. we have towns now trying to administer a disaster of a test kit rollout um, that was no thought was really put into it. So 
I'm really feeling bad for the administrators and, and elected officials that have to put up with the mess that he continues to push down on top of them. Well, and I said this. I said this. Yesterday. I mean, I, I, I've been around long enough. I've been in business long enough, in church world long enough, that you really have to be careful how and when you make announcements, right? So, I wouldn't. Have, I wouldn't make it a big announcement like we're going to have eight billion test kits available, unless I knew they were available. Unless I knew I could actually get them. And it, it seems like the same problem that happened with the Biden administration, big announcement test kits. Now we find out this morning, it's, it's on the news that he hasn't even sent a contract with anyone yet. Here we're going to have all these test kits coming to Connecticut, and then they, they pull no-show. And then suddenly in the middle of darkness, they show up, and, and they weren't even where they are supposed to come from. He bought them all from CVS. Yeah, so, he may have bought them at a higher price. And yeah. He was relying on, on texts and, and pictures in a phone. They sent us pictures. Did he really say that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, the commissioner of public health said it and and then claimed they were misled. And, and I think there needs to be an investigation into that, because if you have a, a company that's misleading the state of Connecticut on an $18 million contract, yeah, yeah. You, to just walk away and now the state probably had to pay a higher price on those test kits, and I would hope they'd look to that company mm-hmm. to pay the difference if, in fact, that company really misled them. But I, I start to question mm-hmm. anything that comes out of that administration's mouth because they're more concerned with making this governor look good as opposed to managing a pandemic for the residents. Well, in, in the original company that he, we allegedly contracted with, I, I Health, they were getting the masks from China anyway. And then I they, find out there's a company in Maine that makes masks. We could have gone to them, probably saved on shipping costs, but we didn't get those masks anywhere. And then he ends up he ends up getting them through the back door from CVS. Of course, that takes away from a lot of people that could have got them, you know, that wanted them, uh, the uh, at-home test kits that wanted to go to CVS and buy them. Oh, sorry, we're out. How come you're out? Oh, we gave them all to Connecticut. I mean, it's just it, it's just a comedy of errors, and it's very sad, particularly when people are so keyed up about this stuff. In, in terms of COVID and wanting to know what their status is and the holidays, and uh, I, 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 don't, I don't know. What, can help me understand this. We're talking with Vince Candelora, who is uh, the House Republican leader and uh, serves a portion of my town, Wallingford, North Brantford, Guilford, and Durham. Um, Vince, help me understand this. I, I know that there's been some talk about it. I know that uh, C.T. Mirror did a big story on it. I think even The Current did a story on it. But talking about testing and testing companies, why hasn't there been more curiosity, particularly from the legislature, on this on this situation where uh, the the investment company that that Annie uh, Lamont is, is part of, Hicker, uh, HC, uh, has invested in this this startup SEMA four company, and uh, you know oh well, we're going to give the money to charity anyway, and it, they're sizable dollars. It's not a little bit of money. And it, it almost seems to me an obvious conflict of interest when you have emergency powers. You're the governor with emergency powers. You can do whatever. And that they were using this company before the contract was even signed, apparently. Why, why hasn't there been more outcry about that? Yeah, I mean, there, there needs to be. You know, certainly when we get back into the legislative session, we're going to look at reforms in our laws to make sure that never happens again. You know, and what's disconcerting with SEMA 4 is that They've gathered everybody's DNA through these PCR tests, and now they announce we're getting out of the testing business and going back to genetic research because I think all along their goal was just to collect genetic data. They are not in the testing business, as they admitted. Mm -hmm. And so now the state of Connecticut is, is, you know, after mid-January, we're going to be left with even fewer PCR testing sites. And 
this administration has done nothing to prop up our PCR testing. You know, the home kits have very limited value for Omicron. If you don't have symptoms, it's unlikely you're going to get a positive read on these tests. So what we really need is the PCR test. The governor says we need the home kits to get people back to work and school, but businesses and colleges are not accepting the home tests to get back to work and school. And nobody questions him on that misstatement that he's making. And the reality is the state of Connecticut needs to work on propping up PCR testing sites, not handing out kits and creating traffic jams all over the state of Connecticut. I had somebody call in yesterday. They were in their car. They were somewhere in New Britain or somewhere. They had been there since like 7 o'clock. This was 8.30 when they called, or 9.30, 9.30 when they called. And they'd been there since 7 o'clock, and, and no, no, they couldn't even see the end of the line. They didn't even know when they were going to get in. I mean, that, that just should, I, I don't even know how that's possible that we can't even get tested properly. Can't even test in a timely fashion. It seems, it's in, particularly when that's the, the gold standard, right? If you're going to come back to work, you're going to test your kidneys, come back to school, you're going to get tested. But, but let me go, just go back to something you said, and, I, and I, I'm always fascinated by this. You said that when you get back in the session, I guess the so first question is, are you guys going back in the session, and is that, is that going to happen? We are. It's likely going to be virtual, similar to last year. I mean, I'm hoping that we will transition to in-person um, session days. I know the speaker wants to do that as well. It's not a good structure to be in an echo chamber very dangerous and not have why, people why in the room. Why would it be virtual if everyone's been vaccinated and we all have masks? Why would it be virtual? Well, I think the issue is, is getting through the, uh, the Omicron wave. You know, I'm hoping this wave is done in the next couple of weeks and then we, yeah. we can reopen. Okay. All right. So, so let, let's assume, let's, let's say we're going we're to track like South Africa and this is going to be in decline within a couple of weeks. So we actually can go back into session. Uh, but you said we're going we're gonna to look at this to make sure it never happens again. And, and, and that, that seems to be how we handle a lot of things. We, we look at things retrospectively instead of prospectively, right? So if this one had been a Republican governor, I got a feeling that people would be screaming from the rooftops that something like this happened. And the explanation would get, oh, we're going to give the money to charity. It's not a little bit of money. After the company went public, Annie's piece of it was $66 million. I, I, or the company, the investment company, was sixty-six million. It's not a little bit of money, and it, it is an amp, it drips of conflict of interest. Why? Why can't we hold his feet to the fire now? Well, we're we're going to continue to. I mean, it, it, and it isn't just about the money. This company was able to collect all of our genetic information through the PCR right. testing platform, right. and so that in and of itself is a value that that company received. That would they have otherwise received if, if Lamont wasn't our governor. Right. So I think there needs to be a full-blown investigation. And when I say, you know, I'm going to raise the issue in the legislature, I, I think that that is sort of the way that we could put it on the table through public hearings. And hopefully we'll get somebody in the attorney general's office to take a look at this and, and say, was this right or wrong, to conduct an investigation. I also think this whole test kit debacle needs to be mm-hmm. investigated. Mm-hmm. You know, if we don't look back on what we've done wrong, it will never improve. And the right. citizens of Connecticut deserve better, um, and they deserve answers. I, I totally agree. And, and we're counting on you guys, Vince. I mean, I know the numbers aren't there, but we're counting on you guys in the House. We're counting on you guys in the Senate to at least make some noise about this thing, bring some attention to it, you know, get some, get some uh, journalistic curiosity stoked on this thing. I just feel like it's, it's an incredible, incredible hypocrisy. And, and, Maybe the data is the whole issue. 
maybe maybe the the, the investment and and the and the going public and return on investment was a distraction. Maybe the data is the real issue. To your point, that's right. And maybe, but I'm just saying, I don't I don't want to fix this so it never happens again. I want to, I want somebody held responsible for it now. No, I, I agree with you. I mean, I think it is a two track um, process. You know, we have a governor that's very. He doesn't want to be transparent, and so when I say fixing it, mm-hmm. we need to force this governor to be transparent. We need yes. to force them to put the contracts on a website so people can look at them, because he will only release information when his arms are twisted. If you talk to any reporter in the state of Connecticut, they will tell you this is the least transparent governor that we've ever had, um, yet they, they seem to continue to give him a pass. And this all needs to be exposed. So laws need to be changed, unfortunately, to make this governor be more transparent. Well, and, and I think, too, I mean, I, I, I don't understand why, but he's got, he's got strong numbers for how he's handled COVID. And I don't necessarily agree with that. I mean, I think you look at the nursing home. We lost lots of people in nursing homes. It was not well handled. You look at the school. I mean, I think it's going to take years. And, and I, this isn't just me, the pastor, saying this. This is psychologists all over the country saying it's going to take years before we understand the emotional damage that has been wrought with children. That's right. Through this time. So I don't think he's handled it well at all. But yet a lot of people in Connecticut do. But then you look at the other things and you say, wait a minute, what? how, how are we doing financially? It seems like all these... You know, we have this the largest unfunded pension liability in the country. These things have taken a back burner to COVID. Will the light ever will the spotlight ever be shown back again on the on the fiscal disaster that Connecticut truly is? Forget about the nine million dollar surplus. We're only we're probably gonna be next year two billion in the red. Are we are we gonna go back to talking about some real things once this COVID has passed us? Yeah, I, I think so. And I, I think, you know, when the sun rises over COVID, we're going to see a very ugly picture painted. And, you know, I've been working on trying to get it's very information. Very poetic. Thank you. I like that a lot. Well, it's, you know, it's true. And, and we've been working with the State Department of Education, trying to gather information on the impact of our kids. I have mm-hmm. children in school, and I know what I've gone through in the last two years, and I'm very sympathetic to what they're going through. Sure. The state is not collecting data. Um, they don't know how well the, the spread is in school and sports. Mm-hmm. And kids' lives have been really destroyed over COVID. We put the most restrictions on our youth when they're the least impacted mm-hmm. by this virus. And they continue um, to live in turmoil. And this governor has done nothing to track the information to make sure our kids are in school and they're in a safe environment. It's very disappointing. And And all this money has sort of been going around for superficial press conferences that aren't really getting to the depth of what the problem is. And, right. and, and I, I do think the public is going to wake up to this. The polling on him and how he's handled COVID uh, is older. I'd like to see mm-hmm. what people think now after he completely missed the boat of preparing for this next wave of Omicron, which isn't as bad of a virus, mm-hmm. but it certainly has had a lot of nasty impact on Connecticut because mm-hmm. he failed to prepare. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny, you hear it nationally here in Connecticut. Well, no one could have seen this coming. Well, that's a bunch of malarkey yeah. because we saw it coming in South Africa six weeks ago. That's right, and we're swimming in more money from the federal government than we know what to do with. And he's announcing giving tax rebates to uh, 200,000 people in the state of Connecticut. That's his solution as opposed to putting that money toward putting up more PCR test kits or trying to recruit more bus drivers or teachers for the classroom and keeping the, the, the teachers safe. Um, it's just he's taking the easy route out, and it's catching up with him. 
I mean, that's got to be, you talk about that, I talked about that the other day, that's got to be a uh, by-the-vote. Uh, uh, I mean, 200,000 families getting these these extra rebates. They already get something now. They're getting more. Did he go to the legislature? Does he have to go to the legislature for that? Is that just well, an emergency power thing he just decides to do? Yeah, that's still up in the air, and I've asked that question. I think a policy of that magnitude needs an executive order, so we're still waiting to see what it's going to look like. They originally said they were going off of the 2020 earned income tax list in order to give refunds out. Mm -hmm. And now they're saying, no, we're not doing that, because I think that would have required an executive order. So we'll see um, what they're going to navigate now. But the takeaway is um, another program has been announced, and they have no idea how they're administering it. So there's really not a lot of substance to this administration. And, um, you know, we're going to continue to put their feet to the fire, and hopefully at some point, He's going to start getting things right and, you know, stop taking vacations in Maine and Florida and start working full-time as a governor. How dare he go to Florida? How dare he go to Florida? They're so horrible down there. They've mishandled everything yeah. about COVID. They only have you know, better numbers than we have across the board. But uh, I'm only kidding. Uh, last question. If uh, Well, that's not true. Two questions. Last, second last question. Um, big election in 22 coming up. Well, how do you think the chances are for Republicans in Connecticut? You know, I'm always, being a Republican in a blue state, I'm always uh, hoping for the best, expecting the worst. I think that we're poised to be doing much better Mm -hmm. in this cycle. I think in the House, I'm excited. We have a lot of great candidates that have already stepped up and are announcing to run in the House. And so um, I think we're going to pick up more seats. And, uh, you know, the the voters are a little bit fickle. Their their memories are short. And so it it really is going to depend on how the next, you know, six months go. But based on the the mess that Democrats have made at the federal level and at the state level, you know, I I think that there is going to be a reckoning for them. Yeah, I do, too. I think if you're ever going to run, now's the time to run. Hey, uh, Vince Candelara, thank you. Last question. I'd like to call on you semi-regularly for these kinds of things if you're available. Is that all right? Oh, absolutely. I'd love to come on your show. All right. Great. Thanks so much. Vince Candelaw, the uh, uh, House Republican leader, state rep, and uh, all-around good guy. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Thank you. Take care. All righty. We're going to take a break. We'll come back. More of your calls, 800-966-9842-860-522-9842. We're going to finish up the list on on Outbound Uh, on the road again. Oh, it's, it's something. We'll be right back. Stay with us. test who has the test i was watching the news this morning early during my prep time and and they made the they made the point that they felt or the point was made that the rapid tests not the home tests but the rapid tests which i think are the antigen tests are are more telling than the pcr tests and then we had the report last week from the cdc that they were pulling the pcr test because they couldn't distinguish between covid and and influenza so i'm not sure I'm not sure the status of testing, so we've we got to do some more investigation about that. Let's go to Rocky Hill and John. John, welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Hey, Pastor Bull. Good morning, and God bless. God bless you, sir. The, the, the issue I wanted to bring up, you just said it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't understand why they're still pushing the PCR tests in the state when the CDC is no longer accepting them as valid tests to diagnose COVID-19. 
Uh, I, I think it's a lack of anything else. That's the problem. Uh, we just there's well, very few things we can do. Accept them. I think it's Governor Lamont is pushing them because his wife is making all that money off of each positive COVID test that comes out. And number right, two, so for, so for the record, from the SEMA foresight, that thing is shut down now. All the money that's been made has been made. They're not going to make any more money off testing. The company went public. They made tons of money, and I believe the return to Annie Lamont's company was sixty-six million dollars. Now, wow. Um, what percentage of that is hers? What percentage? I don't know any of those things. But but Sam Four is out of the picture as of now. But to but but to Representative Candelora's point, there was more than just testing. It was the it was the collection of data, and maybe that is the key thing to look at. Is that these guys were able to collect a lot of genetic data that otherwise they wouldn't have gotten had they not got into the testing business. So right. I, I think that is. But but you're right. I don't know where we stand with the PCR test. I, I'll pull up the CDC. I had a, a CDC uh, press release. That's where I got it from, and and they said that the problem was it couldn't di- it, it couldn't differentiate between influenza and COVID. Remember last year, all flu went away. There was no flu last year. It was all COVID. Well, was it really exactly? And now you and got they- a story where fifty percent of people in hospitals aren't there for COVID. They're there for other reasons. Oh, they happen to test positive for COVID, but they're there with a bad kidney, right? So I'm not sure. Again, I think there's so much misinformation and people are like, well, who do you trust? Who do you you, finally get a straight answer from? And I don't know if you can get it from anybody, John. No, I agree, Pastor Will. And think of this. The reason the CDC is eliminating these tests is because of the exorbitantly high number of false positives that came out from the tests. Think of all those people that got tested positive that weren't positive, that had to mask up, quarantine for 14 or 10 days, lose time at work, lose wages because of a PCR test that is very unreliable. Well, and to to your point, I think (laughs) I go back to when this first happened. Remember two weeks to flatten the curve? Remember that? (laughs) And we've had (laughs) so many iterations of what we're supposed to do and what's going to work. And you can go back to normal. And and so everybody's doing what they're supposed to do. They're getting vaccinated. They're wearing masks and doing everything. And nothing's working. I would rather them come out and say, guys, you know what? We really don't know what the heck's going on. We don't understand this. We don't know what we're doing. We can't stop it. You know, Biden comes out last week by by a, a Freudian slip, or maybe it wasn't, and says there's no federal solution for that. Well, thank God somebody was being a, a moment of honesty. I would I would prefer they just come out and say, guys, we really don't know what we're talking about here. That's what I wish would happen, but you know they'll exactly. never do it. They'll never exactly, Pastor. Well, I'm going to leave you with this, Yeah. and it's regarding the vaccines. Imagine a vaccine so safe you have to be threatened to take it for a disease so deadly you have to be tested to know you even have it. Unbelievable, John. You you hit the nail right on the head. Thank you, my friend. All right, we're going to take a break for the news, and then we'll be back. More of your calls. Will Marotti here Will Marotti Show. This is the Will Marotti Show on WTIC News Talk 1080. All right, welcome back, everybody. So uh, we still have the, and I want to, I want to finish this. I can't believe all the stuff we have. I do want to finish this uh, uh, van line study on, on the on the outgoing uh, states, but pl- places they're moving into, right? I mean, I don't understand that. Vermont number one again. It's percentage. It's not raw numbers, uh, sheer numbers, but percentage, high percentage, highest percentage of people moving in to states in twenty twenty. Vermont number one, South Dakota number two, South Carolina number three. Totally get that. West Virginia is surprising to me. I don't know anybody 
that's moving to West Virginia, but maybe they're trying to up, upend Joe Manchin, so it's for political reasons. Uh, number five is Florida, makes sense. Number six is Alabama. Number seven, Tennessee, total sense. Oregon, I don't understand why people want to move to Oregon, but they are. Idaho, I mean, it's nice. It's pretty. It's It's got a lot of open space, but I don't know. And then number 10, people are moving into Rhode Island. Why? Why? Seafood? I, I don't know. I, I, anyway, states moving out of. <laughs> number 10, Nebraska. People leaving Nebraska. Number 9, Ohio. Number 8, Louisiana. Number 7, Michigan. Number 6, I'm sorry, number 7, Massachusetts. Number 6, Michigan. I get that. People want to leave. I get Michigan. It's a, it's a mess. Number 5 is California. People are leaving, and you know that you've been hearing all of the, like the Joe Rogan people and, and Tesla all leaving California, moving to Texas, right? That makes perfect sense. It, I totally get that, right? And then there's the top four. The top four, I think they're the same top four as they were last year. People moving out of the state. Let's go to Lori in Glastonbury. Hi, Lori. Hey, good morning, Pastor. Well, welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. Good to be back. What's going so on? So I... I on the South Dakota thing. I've I've been there. Yeah. Um, it really is like nothing but open land. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, some of the the cities that you do run into are are pretty nice, and it's got a much more of a small town community feel. But also, the governor is um, like the female Ron DeSantis. I I don't know her name off the top of my head, but I do know that um, she has very much been. Uh, well, that's not uh, know, that new, no no no. How do you pronounce it? Uh, is it um, uh, the governor of South Dakota? Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to get get her name. I can't. I can't think. No, of no, no. But I, I, but I, I mean, it's not a, it's not a bad state. I think what's interesting though is smack dab in the middle. There's a Native American reservation, mm-hmm. um, Eagle Butte. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But other than that, there really isn't. There's a lot of nothing, and if yeah. people want uh, cheap land and pretty much no taxes, but isn't it cold with a lot of snow? Is, or am I am I misinformed? Yeah, I no, thought no. They, I thought they measured snow and feet out there. It's like Buffalo. Right? Oh yeah, no, they totally laugh at us when we get like when we freak out about three to five inches. Oh no, we're, yeah. we they totally mock us for that. But it's it's uh, yeah, I Christy Nome, it, Christy Nome, the governor, uh, and you're right. She's a she's like a a female Ron DeSantis, or maybe Ron DeSantis is like a male Christy Nome. I don't know. But yeah, well, um, they're interesting. Yeah, different. no, I, I like Christy Nome. She she seems like she's got a good head on her shoulders for politics, so it's good. All right, well, maybe so. I mean, again, I just it struck me as funny. I, I, why would you want to move to South Dakota? But I mean, people are so. Yeah, I get it. All right, well, good. I'm glad to hear a good report on South Dakota. We'll have to visit someday. Lori, thank you for your call. Appreciate it. Um, let me let me go downward. Okay, from so these are the top four, top four states people are moving out of. Leaving the states okay and 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 anybody that hears this will go yeah no brainer number one the worst state the most people leaving is new jersey they handled covid so badly taxes are stupid in new jersey the number two state another economic dumpster fire not unlike your own beloved connecticut illinois peep second number highest move out rate number two illinois number three soon to be the new crime capital of the world, New York. People are leaving New York at a high rate. Number four 
is right where we were last year, Connecticut. We're the fourth highest move out state in the country. And I think we've been number four for two, if not three years. We've been in the top five for at least five or six years. And I think I think we were number four last year as well. So it's it's no surprise that people are people are leaving Connecticut. So, you know, for all the folks that moved in from New York to escape COVID, they didn't make the difference because we still have a, a big net loss for twenty twenty one. Let's go to uh, Rudy in Florida. Rudy. Hey, good morning. Good morning. You know where uh, New Yorkers have been fleeing to uh, Vermont? That's why Vermont's grown. Oh, you think so? Yeah. All right. It doesn't doesn't say, but I I, I would believe that. Sure. You know what Um, huge growth is? Sarasota, Florida, and Fort Myers. Huge, seventy-seven percent inbound growth and seventy-nine percent respectable. Is that amazing? My uh, my I four corridor is supposed to be the fastest growing region in the country. So, I bet, I bet. and I'm not surprised because the construction's booming here. But um, people got to drop this test kit stuff because we we know the percentages, and I I just hear all these healthy people standing in line for tests. The bigger problem right now is your freedom. It's about to get taken from you. Do you know what today is? Um, January 4th. And what goes into effect today? Joe Biden's mag, um, vaccine mandate, or you must get tested weekly to keep your job. And Starbucks just announced. Now, the, the fines don't go into effect until February 9th. Starbucks just told their employees, if you're not vaccinated, you will get tested weekly out of your own pocket or you won't work. This is going to affect a lot of jobs in this country. And nobody's talking about it. Well, I didn't I didn't know this is the date, but I'm going to tell you something. A lot of this stuff's going to get knocked down by the Supreme Court. It really is because you're you you're seeing so? you're seeing judgment after judgment. There was just a judgment against the uh, for the Navy SEALs. The Navy SEALs were going to be dismissed because they wouldn't take the vaccine. Federal court just put it in in, in injunction and said stop. So well, let me ask you this then. How come they they said they'd take the case on the seventh, which is Friday? Yeah. Why didn't they put the stay back in? Oh, I don't Why know. are they letting the law take right. effect? It's not even a law. It, it's, it's an a, overreach. Yeah, it, it, that's what I'm saying. It, this is all smoke and mirrors. No one's going to, I mean, under uh, companies under 100 don't have to do it anyway, so that's not going to matter. Um, this is all smoke and mirrors, and I think it's going to get knocked down. But here's the good news, Rudy. By the end of this month, I, I mean, this is what I'm hearing doctors and, and epidemiologists and virologists say, tracking based on what happened in South Africa. By the end of this month, we're going to be in, in, a, in a massive decrease of cases. Do you know what's crazy, too, is how can you make why, – why is it a set number of 100? Why are you exempting companies under 100 but yeah, companies over 100? Yeah. And – what happens if the company, you know, Starbucks has 5,000 stores, but they only have 20 employees at each location. So is it location or is it overall? Because you got people, you got people that are working from home that don't even right. go in the office. Right, right. And get, if they work for IBM and they work from home, they got to get tested once a week just to make sure they don't get sick in their own house. And there's no <laughs> test available. Yeah, I, I, I. So how do you go get tested when there's no tests available? Here's how I think this is. This thing, this thing. I, I should have. I wish. I'm probably not getting time to get into this until t- tomorrow. But I, I think COVID's running its course here, and I think 
I think Omicron is a blessing from God because a lot of people are going to get it. They're going to acquire natural immunity. They can suppress the natural immunity all they want, but the studies are coming out. There's another one from India now at the, at the superior, the vast superiority of natural immunity over vaccine immunity. And so a lot of people are going to get this. Not many people are going to be that sick or die. A few sadly will, unfortunately, yes. But this is it. This is the last hurrah for COVID, and it's going to be in our rearview mirror. And then what? Then they're going to lose all their ability to control and have power over us. So we'll see what well, happens. People, but I, people need to stop hogging up the tests. You don't need to be tested. Well, and, and particularly if all you got is a scratchy tested. throat. It could be a cold, for crying out loud. It, it's just, Correct. Stop panicking over lies, it. These lines are outrageous. On yeah. Twitter, people all across your state and people down here even, Hillsborough County has has a line of 5,000 cars. I'm like, what What are you people doing waiting media, eight hours? Rudy, the media gets it's, it's everybody psychosis. terrified about this stuff. And and then, they're, then they're, 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 I, there's another article that I'm going to share tomorrow about mass psychosis. And it compares what's yeah. happening here with what happened in Germany in the 20s and 30s. And, and, and the, the, the parallels are striking. They're frightening. They're so similar. We're going to talk about that tomorrow. Rudy, thanks for your call. I appreciate it. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll come back. Neil, hang in there. 800-966-9842-860-522-9842. Will Marotti, Will Marotti Show. We'll be right back. Stay with us. This is the Will Marotti Show on WTIC News Talk 1080. Guys, listen, um, the board is full, so keep in mind, I'm only, this is two hours I'm doing them, not three. So you may want to call a little bit earlier rather than waiting till the end because I don't have the third hour to pick you up. So if, you know, tomorrow, I'd love to have you guys call, but maybe maybe call a little bit earlier. And again, our goal here, our goal is very simple. We want this, this time slot, 9 o'clock in Connecticut, to be number one show in Connecticut. We can do that if we work together. And how we work together is you you email, you text, you call your friends, your relatives, your associates, work work business associates, your neighbors, and you ask them to check out the program. And I think there's enough common sense conservatives, libertarians, people of faith out there. I think there's enough people in Connecticut that can make this spot number one. And when we do, we can say, see, we're not all moving to South Carolina. We're still here. We're still here defending liberty and defending faith here in Connecticut. We're still we're still here believing in Connecticut. It's a wonderful state. And when we do that, we hit number one. We're going to have a big banner printed, Wilmer I Show, WTIC, and we're going to have a, a banner signing party, and we're going to parade the banner all over the state. So people know that, hey, there is there are still a lot of common-sense conservative people here in Connecticut. They all haven't they haven't flocked away and and, uh, and, and, and left, left the state for South Carolina, Tennessee, or Florida. We're still here. All right, let's go to uh, Haddam Neck and Neil. Neil, welcome to the show. Good morning. I was uh, calling about this uh, two, two things real quick, but I heard your conversation about South Dakota. But real quick, I think it's ironic the governor is doing a press conference right now through Zoom, but yet he's having the schools open where the kids are in classrooms wearing a mask. Um, okay. I don't know if he's afraid of catching something or why, he can't Why is he in Zoom? Because he's in Florida? Why is he doing a Zoom conference? I, 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 as far as I know, he's back up here in Connecticut. Oh, okay. It's him, okay. his, uh, you know, safety net, Josh, yeah. the Department of Health director, yeah. um, all discussing about the new protocols for yeah. COVID for school. Yeah. But yet they're not in person. They're doing this over Zoom, which is pretty funny. Yeah. Um, the other thing, listening to you talk about South Dakota, if you get a chance, mm-hmm. South Dakota permits people to change their, um, 
registration of their cars and driver's license to South Dakota to be a resident of South Dakota. You have to be there for 24 hours. You get a mailbox number there, and you can change everything over to become a resident for South Dakota for five years. Get out. Yep. Look it up. A buddy of mine actually did that. He's traveling the country. He changed everything over to South Dakota. Um, I have another friend that did it. He changed his property out here in Connecticut to an LLC. So now he's technically a resident of South Dakota, but he pays himself, quote unquote, rent to his LLC where he still has his property out here. To register a car in South Dakota for new tags is $10. Holy and it's cow. good for five years. Oh, you you got my my, my wheels are turning now, buddy. Oh my yeah, gosh! Yeah, look it up. Brilliant. It's all on there. It's totally legit. You can do That's it. Insane. Um, if it's legal, I'm doing it. Oh yeah, That's a lot great. of people are starting to do it because you're saving. Look how much you save on property tax on your cars versus. Are you kidding me? I, I'm going to start working on that right away, Neil. That's a great suggestion. Thank you so much. Wow, that really excites me. Hey, you know Tom Shattuck coming up uh, at at eleven o'clock. That's why I say, guys, if you're going to call, I might have to call a little bit earlier because we got two hours. That's what we've got, and uh, and that's I'm happy for that because of my own personal situation. But uh, I'm happy for two hours. Uh, Matt, do we have is Tom out there? Hey. Hey, Tom, is that you? It is me, indeed. I was Tom, actually just watching. I'm good. I was just watching the governor and Josh yeah. explain to us that actually that schools will stay open. We'll see. We'll see yeah. how long this lasts. Because He's trying. You know why? Because he wants to win again. And he knows if he closes the school, that's going to leave a bad taste in people's mouths. Oh, totally. I think people are looking so at the Glenn Youngkin uh, model and saying, we can't have this. And so he's trying. But in other <laughs> northeast states, of course, um, the teachers unions are winning. And they're starting to push back here yeah. as well. Of course, a big walkout in Chicago. But the spirit, I'll I'll give him credit. Regardless of if it's craven politics or whatever, absolutely, you got to keep the schools open. We're seeing the harm that we've done to these kids for the last two years. It's heartbreaking. And these are unforced errors. These are things that we did, Pastor Will, because we've decided that a strategy is to panic. Yeah. You can't live like that. Well, you know, and the thing that bothers me about this so much, Tom, 2008, at the height of H1N1, a novel virus, the CDC put out a press release and said they did not recommend they everything shut down for two weeks back then, if you call. And then the CDC sent out a press release and said they do not recommend closing schools, daycares or businesses. Why? Because there'd be a, a, a negative impact on the community and culture by shutting these things down. And it would not necessarily stop the spread. So right. we went from 2008 with a novel virus to 2020, shut everything down. Just stop. Stop living. Shut everything down. So, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know how he's got such a high, our governor has a high approval rating for how he's handled COVID because I don't think he's handled it well at all. No, well, I completely agree. And certainly you look at this <laughs> this testing situation. Why weren't the tests here last year? He's been complaining about a surplus of federal funds, not knowing what to do with them. How do we oh. spend all this money? Well, why, why does it take the callers of WTIC, the listeners, the hosts, George Colley, and other people to be to say for a year and a half, hey, we need stuff now? Why does it take us? Where are these? Where's Josh? What do we know? We're not we're not <laughs> we're not political professionals. Please, please, you're don't 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 give yourself more credit than is due. And what I do like, uh, Tom, is you're a good person. Hashtag you're a good person. I like that. <laughs> I That's saw right. that on Facebook. Did you? Uh, get- I won't. I won't blow. I'll let you tell your audience why. <laughs> hashtag you're a good person. I did, I can't say that. I can't say I'm hashtag a good person. Uh, but oh. I, I appreciate you. <laughs> that you can. 
I want to be a good progressive, Pastor Will, in in a really beautiful lily white northeastern town where I can tell people how good I am because I got boosted, and put a little avatar oh, up there. A, saying, you're get such boosted. a virtue. You're such a virtue signaler. Oh my god. It's so fulfilling, though. You should see my lawn signs. This house, we believe in science. Hate has no home here. I'm a really good person, oh, Pastor Will. I, I, I'm telling you, I, you're, you're an inspiration. <laughs> you really are. Hey, what a lineup, huh? This new lineup. Isn't this a kicker? We got local, local all through. I mean, this is, this is the best, I think, the best lineup in Connecticut. But I think it might be the, t the strongest lineup in the country. I love it. And the lineup includes just some of the smartest callers ever. I mean, I love great you. audience, huh? Yes. And now you've got you've loaded the lines for me. I mean, this I couldn't ask for anything better, of course. Well, you, yeah, but, but I, this... you're going to have to pick up all these guys I couldn't get on the calls before. So <laughs> it's just... Hey, listen, um, top thing you're talking about today, and, I get, and then I got to go. I'm out of time. Top thing you're talking about today. Panicking in a pandemic. Don't do it. All right. All right. Tom Shattuck, we'll, we'll stay tuned. We'll listen to you in a few minutes. Guys, thanks so much. I got to go. News coming up. God bless you guys. Have a great day. Love you. Talk to you tomorrow morning, 9 o'clock. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Got clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.